We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot and what we promised to be an absolute banger of an episode. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined, as always, by my two greatest and most favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Spinauer and Theo Ash. We are in Los Angeles, California, and it's going to be an absolute great episode. We're going to talk about the Thursday night Chiefs-Chargers game, which, by the way, game of the year, absolutely. And then we're just going to talk about the COVID protocols a little bit. Because it has been a little weird. We're looking at maybe an NBA shutdown, and some people are saying that NFL games should be postponed. But Matt and Theo, before we get into all of that, how are you today? I'm doing all right. I really appreciate you calling us your most favorite. I'm I'm feeling very so. I'm feeling very real. You know, I'm making yes. we're in person, and I don't see these two. I've only seen them one other occasion. That was in <laughs> Las Vegas. So it's always weird to make a physical appearance where everyone is in person and. We're interacting outside of just silly little, silly little guys on my screen. So. I feel very official. Yeah, we're like in a studio, studio for the yeah. first time. This is only the second episode we've ever done in person, and the first one was kind of like we were like at summer league. We were in the, the concourse, yeah, and, yeah. and people could like hear us doing the podcast live. And I didn't. That was weird. Yeah, I didn't realize that until we were done, and I'm glad I didn't know that. I wish I knew. I thought that. Was, I thought that was super cool. Like, I don't know. It's but, stressful to me. But as always. Make sure you leave a review. Actually, not as always. This is a new feature. Spotify has a new feature where you can review podcasts on Spotify. And we know a lot of our listeners are on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you leave a review. Help us grow this podcast. And make sure you follow at Stay Hot Pod on TikTok for some great content there. We've been kind of relaying the whole trip on TikTok. So make sure you go see some of that. But while we were in L.A., while we've been in L.A., we got the chance to see the game of the year, Chiefs versus Chargers. I'm not sure if it's quite the game of the year. I would, but I would say it's I was year. there, so it's got to be, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and we met an amazing Chiefs fan, Jared. No, it was, it was a super sick game. I mean, 
it, it was prime time. We knew it was Chargers Chiefs. We knew it was going to be Herbert and Mahomes. So it's like, all right, this yeah. could be a really good game. But you never know when it could just you know be really lame or whatever. But it was right. awesome. It's the first overtime game I've ever seen in any sport in person. Outside of maybe a high school football game one time. I was going to say, we've, we've gone to overtime. That doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and I had a Mahomes bet over two and a half touchdowns. He went in the fourth quarter with zero and it still hit. Um, <laughs> ten minutes left in the game, he had zero. In the last <laughs> ten minutes of that game, Patrick Mahomes went 10 for 13 for 197 yards and three touchdowns. In the it, that's With ten yeah. minutes left, he did not have any of those stats. And in <laughs> fact... He was playing poorly. He was playing bad. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And this is a game that's very interesting. It's interesting to grade Mahomes this year because he has not been precise at all. Like no, he, the short game, the quick stuff, the layups, this whole year, it, they just haven't been connecting the placement. And even when they have, there have been some picks that have been dropped. Um, but the placement on some of those hasn't been great like if there were perfect placement you wouldn't have so many dropped picks and that's not all Mahomes' fault because the wide receiver should catch those passes right mm -hmm. it's not all his fault no. if it, like if the placement isn't perfect and a pick is there like it's not the worst throw in the world but all year Mahomes' placement has not been great it wasn't great in the last game but but <laughs> you still can never ever count the Chiefs out with him at the helm the, the extent there were a couple times there were a couple times when Joey Bosa just had him dead to rights and it turned into a big play for the Chiefs. Yeah. So it's like, man, you you kind of live with it. He's uh, he's the opposite of Tom Brady. He doesn't always make the right read. I mean, there was a touchdown he had. I don't know who he had wide open, but he just missed an easy touchdown. Um, it was on that one where he got uh, was it Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the end zone? And they he, like, they motioned he... they motioned someone across the field and and then he did a shovel pass instead. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if that was the design of the play, like hit the shovel pass. But if they would, it's the guy in motion who went into the flat. No one went with him. It would have been the I could have scored yeah. a touchdown on that play. But and he he had some bad placement on some passes where it's like it was still completion, but. Um, he could have given his guy a chance to break off a touchdown. There were a yeah. few. Um, uh, there was one to Hardman, and I think there was another to Hill on a slam yeah. route. That was like and then that. he had one that was like a comically bad miss to somebody just out on a flat where it just like it was a skip pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for every play like that, he has one where he just runs around so long and buys so much time that the, second, no, the secondary has no hope of covering guys no. for eight seconds, and it creates a big play. Um, whereas with Brady, you know, always making the right read, always making the right pass. Not so much with the Holmes, but um, they're never out of game. Can I talk about Rodgers for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Rodgers does both. You think that's the, he's the combination of the both? Yes, he is. He that's is both worlds. like, he's both. And and Mahomes has been both before. Um, and Rodgers has been not precise before in especially like 2017, 18, 19. There was a stretch there where Rodgers was a little wonky and not efficient, but I just want to appreciate like Rogers does all the Mahomes stuff, but he's also incredibly just precise in the quick game and one of the best quick game quarterbacks ever. So shout out Rogers. I, this that, watching Mahomes this year has made me cause cause Mahomes has turned the ball over a lot. Rogers never has seasons like that ever while also having the high end stuff. So this is me making it about the Packers, which I don't do that often, but I'm going to do it now. There was one other play. It was the two point conversion that they needed to hit to tie mm -hmm. the game. Mahomes screwed that up like twice <laughs> before getting it right. Like yeah. the first read was, I think again, Hardman in the flat and he was open and he didn't throw it. And Mo and you can watch Hardman. He jumped up and down like, oh my God, why didn't you throw it? <laughs> and then you got, 
Hill crossing the field, and it would have been kind of across the field throw and maybe a little bit risky, but Hill was open and Mahomes can hit it. Yes. And especially when in person, like watching that, you're like, oh my God, he's wide open. So he, and he didn't take that either. So those are two open things that he did not take. And then he opted to take like the most difficult throw available, yeah. which was like a contested one to uh, Edwards Alaire. And so he screwed it up twice and it still worked out. You know, you know and, who he reminds me of? This is like if Johnny Manziel had worked out. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> That's boy. what it is. Where if Johnny some, some of these, had just like not partied Some of the these time. plays where it's like he doesn't necessarily make the right first read. And this is just last game. I'm not saying this is all the time. Yes. But he wouldn't necessarily make the right read. But if you can run around long enough and buy enough time, yeah. it's unstoppable. Yeah. You can't beat that. Right. Um, I also wanted to bring up Travis Kelsey. Because I think he had a career high in yards. I saw somebody say that to me. I could be totally wrong. He had wrong. like 40 fantasy points. But he had, he had 191. He had 191, which is a lot yeah. uh, regardless. And it was really funny watching him uh, in person on those plays. Because if you look on the broadcast angle, it didn't look like he was going to score on those. And then he kind of did. And it really looked like that in person. It was yeah. hilarious. It's like, I guess they're just, you, you said this, I guess they're just not going to tackle him. I guess they're not going to get them. <laughs> the angles they took were all wrong, and it didn't. It looked like it was happening in slow motion uh, yeah. when it happened. It's like, oh, he's going, he's still going. There he goes. No one is, no one is taking a good angle towards him. And I don't know how much of that is the Chargers' defense being bad and Kelsey just it, knowing leverage and where to run. It really felt like that safety, especially on the, in the game-winning touchdown. That last safety just made a business decision, and it, it happened earlier when he went on. He got. Tackled at the one. Yeah. And there was a penalty on the flat on the plane. Yeah. We thought it was going to be him because he like kind of ran a dude over in his route. <laughs> and we thought it might be on that, but it wasn't. And there, there too, it's like, man, he doesn't like look like he's like, oh my God, what an athlete in the open field. Like like you do with maybe um, even Kittle and a Kelsey yeah. versus Kittle. Like Kittle will like run guys over and like, holy mm -hmm. cow, what an athlete. Or like Pitts. Um, Kelsey doesn't really have that. He just understands. And the other thing about Kelsey have any of you guys ever seen Kelsey like win vertically? No. Ever. It doesn't happen. Like him him going on a deep shot up the seam or like, it, it, I'm sure it, you can find clips and be like, but yeah. like it doesn't happen often where he like beats a guy, a team over the top. Pitts, Kyle Pitts against the Dolphins did it like three times in one game. Kelsey is just a, and Kittle does it too. He'll like hit a fade route and like moss a guy, Gronk. In the e super even Mark Andrews, I would say beats. Yeah, vertically, Kelsey just doesn't do that. He he wins on these crossing routes. He wins just like going horizontally. People can't keep up with him. The linebackers and safeties when he turns quickly, linebackers can't. Safeties are too small, and he just understands. He's a lot like Cup. He just yeah, he just knows he just where knew. to be, and he is good after the catch. I don't care. I know he's not the fastest. I know he's not the strongest. But if you're running at perfect angles, so where no one can get you, like you saw the broadcast angle of that last play, that was a good run. He didn't get yeah. he didn't get touched. There were a lot of guys in the way. He cut up through yeah. the middle really well. Yeah, he got around like five guys untouched. And he's he's got a thousand yard seasons. I think six years in a row. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's now statistically he's gonna make another All Pro, and that'll give him five. Yeah, he's more five. than Gronk. I don't think he's better than Gronk. Like if I was going to get get a tight end, I would want Gronk. I'd want Gronk. And I think Kittle is better right now. I do. And it's it's 1A and 2A. It's it's we, not We were talking about this earlier. If you switched Kittle and Kelsey, Kittle would be unstoppable. I don't think it would be a debate if you switched them. I feel like Kittle would would be clear. <laughs> but it's yeah. a silly it's a silly yeah. debate because yeah. they're both so I, good. I do hate hypotheticals, but like come on. I think it's I like, think Kelsey is still a little underrated. I understand the Kittle argument. Um and obviously 
Kelsey does benefit from playing with Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'd rather play for Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo or yeah. with him. Um, but Kelsey, Kelsey do, does a really good job of knowing where to be. And we see, we've been talking about the Jaguars receivers a lot, the exact yeah. opposite of never knowing where to be. <laughs> Ever. You, know, you can be a big athlete and whatnot. And I, I think Kittle probably doesn't get the targets that he should. Um, but there's a reason why you have six straight thousand yard seasons as a tight end, which yeah. probably has never been done before. I'm going to guess that it's never been done. And before if Kelsey was not on, if you were to get hurt, I think the chiefs would be so screwed because all their wide receivers are the same guy. <laughs> like well, Hill's you, the best version yeah, of them. You talk, yeah. you talk about like, Oh, he doesn't really do the, the vertical stuff a ton. Well, that's to. because every that's everyone else's job. Right. He's all the intermediate stuff. Yeah. And if that were to take, be taken away, I, I just, they need every great wide receiving core is variety with speed and possession. Like if you need a layup, you've got a guy. If you need a deep shot, you've got a guy. Right. Like that is just how you should build a wide receiving core instead of a bunch of fast guys. That's why I hate the Chiefs. What they need, they need a big like if they can get Drake London, if they can get oh my god, they need someone big. <laughs> they need someone who a wide receiver who is not Drake London is just another tight end man. I just like he. He's just another tight end. We'll see, but he they need someone. And if Kelsey were to go down, Hill is great, and I love yeah. him, and Hill had a great game as well. He did, and he's not just a speed guy, but I, I they need Kelsey so yeah. bad. No, <laughs> so. Kelsey, Kelsey's amazing. But we've talked a lot about the Chiefs. Let's talk a little bit about the Chargers. Yes. Justin Herbert, in particular, I think outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'd agree. You know, and Theo, you talk about Herbert being a top three quarterback a lot of the time. He looked like it. He's Herbert. every bit as good as Mahomes is. He made better throws. That one throw you posted on Twitter. Um, I think it was to Jared Cook. A lot of quarterbacks making that throw on the sideline, it's an interception. Because that DB got up there. Yeah, I mean, that was a whole shot in, I think, cover two. And he took a bunch of those. He hit one to Keenan Allen. Um, Keenan Allen ran like a wheel. And then Eckler kind of came in behind. And almost every quarterback, when Eckler was running into the flat, just takes the flat shot. Like, just, okay, there's some yards there maybe. Yeah. But Herbert wants more, and Herbert always wants more. And when he wants more, he usually gets it. <laughs> All right. And the th- the throw to Keenan Allen, the touchdown late in the game, he's hit that twice in the last three weeks where he just, Keenan Allen, there's no window there. It's getting picked by the linebacker who's sitting on it if any other quarterback throws that. But Herbert just has a cannon and can just fit it into windows that other guys can't. And that whole last drive, he was just bombing. Like, these balls had some juice on it, and yeah. it's why why velocity is like such a big thing because it just opens things up that other quarterbacks We, we were talking to. about he took a shot to Keenan Allen um, on their last drive before punting it back to the Chiefs and we were was that pass interference? I don't it's hard oh. to tell. It really was oh, hard to tell. That, yes. The I don't think so. It would have been dumb for them to have won the game on that. That that's I, I I would I would have hated to have seen seen it go down like that where it's like oh wow of course it seemed like flag. they kind of got tripped up. Um, I I do still think Mahomes is better than Herbert. Yeah, that might be I, true, but I would agree. I think her. I think Mahomes' biggest like he played great and he looked bad playing great. It looks goofy. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just, he's running around and then something gets open, but that escapability is like unbelievably. He made so many mistakes and yet he still made up because because he, he can make Mahomes. so many plays. Yeah, it just doesn't I, I, matter. Just, I mean, and I know Kelsey's great. I know Hill is great, but. Um, there's really no difference between being able to run around and figuring out the two-point conversion on the fourth read and getting it on the first. I thought the Chargers outplayed the Chiefs in this game. I thought that they looked more consistent from front, from front to back, and they happened to lose because of the fourth down 
conversion problems that they were having. They didn't take the points. They wanted more. And it went into overtime when they could have won in regulation. And that decision is obviously the word analytics always creates a firestorm and going for it on fourth down and real football versus spreadsheet football. I like the Chargers going for it. I know I, do, I, do I know that after it hadn't worked and you do it again and it doesn't work again, I, I understand questioning it. It's worth the conversation for sure. But at the end of the day, your offense is so good and there's so many good players there. Get I feel like getting the yard is easier than stopping the Chiefs' offense, and I f- I don't blame Staley for doing it. And and we have to. They also had I think it was a third down where they uh, tried to jump over the top. Yes, their short Josh, yardage Josh offense Kelly. was not good. Yeah, they just they um, could never get one yard. But they could get twenty. Well, and I think I think if your short yardage offense does struggle that much, that has to play into the decision to kick a field goal. I think personally. Um, that they lost because they got the ball back with a minute 16, two timeouts needing anything, and they couldn't get it. Yeah, That's, what, that's what lost them the game. What Herbert sucks. He should have scored in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Means he's not top three. I am just, I am just saying, um, you know, that's that's the no. situation. You have to, you go have win to the go game. out and, and win the game. It is overtime rules suck. Herbert should have gotten the ball. Like the Chargers should have gotten the ball. The game would have been so much better for it. But you had the ball a minute 16, two timeouts. You need anything. And Field goal. You have to, you have to get a shot yeah. in that situation. At home against a division rival. Like that, I mean, biggest game of the season. That's a huge drive. And well, you say at home, but honestly, does it did it feel like we a gotta talk home about game? this stadium, dude? <laughs> SoFi is a very, very weird stadium. It is absolutely Nothing like a traditional football stadium it at isn't. all. It doesn't have the same feeling. It doesn't have the same it, look. It feels like a mall. If you've ever been to the, people, my Minnesota people, I'm from Minnesota. The Mall of America is the closest way I can describe walking into SoFi where it's kind of, you know, open and you've got the glass kind of roofs and um, it's kind of drafty in there. There's like yeah. a wind. It's yep. not a closed stadium. Yes. It's, it's drafty and it's windy, but you're inside the roof kind of leaked like because it's it's more of a cover than like a roof. It would it would be a 10 out of 10 if we didn't get leaked on a little bit that makes it a 9 out of 10 yes yeah, so like a drop every 10 minutes or so would come and hit me in the head um <laughs> but it was the lighting on the field is super weird it's like watching a movie yes the, it's and it's a not a very loud stadium this is like the biggest game the chargers have played regular season wise in a long time and it was not even close to being full and there was it, it filled out a little bit more, but it was half Chargers fans, half Chiefs fans, and a lot of empty seats. It was, and yeah, I mean, there it, it did fill in a little bit towards the end, but way more empty. Like again, I'm going back to the pack. I'm, I'm on Packers shit this episode, mm-hmm. but Lambeau Field is sold out every game for the last like 60 years. This was not sold out, and that's this here's, is a huge. huge you're not selling this game. Here's, well, here's one thing we maybe haven't thought about, and I'm just thinking about it now. We talk about how this stadium is built kind of like a mall or an arena. Maybe people just like weren't in the. Seats. I don't know, dude. It was in the. It was like in overtime. There was still empty. I seats. guess so. That's if you're true. At, if you're at the Chargers team store, while <laughs> I was just driving down the field, you're basically guess, not at the game at that point. Um, I guess that's fair. True. And I guess that's fair. Yeah, I do think that maybe Bladen, if everyone who's out in the concourses and at the bars watching was in the stadium, maybe. maybe Maybe you but, might be onto something there, but still, 
it was a not a ton of Chargers fans there for the amount. No, of- absolutely. No, it was just as loud for the Chiefs as it was for the Chargers. It seemed. I didn't look even, but it. it it was, I mean, in it our in, in our I'll section, like and then given we were behind the Chiefs bench, but like That's it was true. all Chiefs. It was there were a lot of Chiefs fans there. Also, the lighting was awesome. The That's lighting, cool. the the being. I feel like we've kind of shit on SoFi a little bit. <laughs> no, it's a sick it, stadium. It's a nice it's stadium. It's just a weird stadium in that, like, it's not, it's kind it doesn't, of. It doesn't feel like you're at a football game until you, like, get to the field and you're like, oh, there's football. Yeah, there's football on. And it was the most, it was a ton of fun at that game. The seats were comfortable oh. and it was, it was one of my favorite sporting events that's, that I've attended. That's so. the big thing about it. They have it just feels like a mall. It, for every seat. It feels like you're in a mall. It feels um, like a game happening in a mall. It's weird. But, but, you know, like, if you go to the Packers Stadium, Lambo, or if you go to uh, Ohio State Stadium, it's completely different feeling. It's like the difference between a basketball game and a football game, uh, as, as far as noise level goes. Uh, but it, all the facilities are really awesome. Um, it food was, was good. It was definitely food, yeah, food, food was food really was good. good. Yeah. Um, so it had a lot more going <laughs> for it, but it, it's not like a traditional football stadium, and it's not the same experience as a traditional football stadium at all. A it was more bit, like it was more like a social event. A little bit more basketball-y. So that's our yeah. review of SoFi. Overall, pretty yeah. good. Overall, pretty good. Yeah. The lighting, the lighting really was was cool. And uh, I like the big ring, the the big ring oh, thing. Dude, it's oh, so sick! Absolutely. I I liked overall that. Overall, amazing. And it wasn't too distracting. Like I I look at Jerry World. I haven't seen a game in Dallas, but like mm-hmm. that screen is so big. I feel like it would be distracting. I was distracted by the scoreboard, which I feel like is a good thing. I sometimes think like the one in Dallas is like too big. Like no, it, no, it, it, it was it was really cool. Um, I, I wish the pictures we took did it justice. I yeah. feel like they did not. No, um, not even close. No, you have to be there. But you know, at this rate, there might not be anyone to go to enjoy SoFi Stadium <laughs> the way COVID COVID <laughs> protocols are going. In particular, like the Browns have like thirty dudes inactive. Well, the NFL is not stopping. No, the no, NFL, the NFL has is not no... stopping. But there are just a lot of it's it's rough right now. I mean. The Browns are going to be on their third string quarterback. The Panthers yeah. might be on their third. I mean, they might be playing a running back at quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's really going to change the, the outcome of their games. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's just a ridiculous wow. amount of. We had uh, Chris Jones didn't yeah, play last true. night, did he? We um, got lucky that that most of the start. Keenan Allen was there. Tyreek, yeah, Kelsey, yeah. both quarterbacks. Um, Tyron Matthew, like we got Eckler, to see most yeah. of the stars, which Slater was out, Chris Jones was out, but um, yeah, we we got lucky that we saw a real football game instead of what is waiting for us kind of in the week. <laughs> Sunday, yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be, and it's going to happen in the playoffs, and I wonder what they'll do. I if you can't not play, you can't not play it. So the team that wins the Super Bowl this year. Is going to not be the most talented team. It's going to be the most disciplined yeah, team. Yeah, I was going to say, and this um, we talked about this during the NBA playoffs. Like everyone's like, "Oh, well, the Suns got lucky." You it's know, like, no, they just took care of themselves. You know who that that sounds like it bodes well for the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. I I would suspect that. And right now, of, they don't have many positive tests uh, at this current moment. Well, neither do the Buccaneers, and neither do the Buccaneers. The Patriot way <laughs> is um, to not get COVID. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that does bode well for Bill Belichick and the way that he leads his teams. Uh, and I kind of, I think the Patriots are a little sneaky in the playoffs. They I mean, they're, the, they're the one seed. No, so the like Chiefs maybe, are now. Oh, the Chiefs are. Okay, but they well, could they, beat this Chiefs team if Mahomes has an off game. The Patriots' defense is likely to force is is likely to force a game like that. And 
the way the Chiefs offense has looked all year, I don't trust them to just slice and dice the Patriots defense. And then you've got the Chiefs defense who's played very well, but man, it's still, it's like, and, and, yeah. And that, they'll, they'll probably, defense will probably be pa- good. And but. the Patriots can run the ball really well. And you know who cannot run the ball really well, or at least did not when we watched the Chiefs. Yeah. They were going up against a bad rushing defense uh, mm-hmm. that the Chargers had. made Jerry had, Tillery they... look like an all-star out there. <laughs> <laughs> he did play a good game. Um, but the Chiefs do seem very, I guess it's easy to say, like, we, we're sitting here like, the Chiefs played worse. They did all these things wrong. Mahomes did all this. They still won the game on the road. Yeah. Probably going to win the division because of it. Probably going to be the one seed. Um, so maybe we're being too critical of yes. them. But they do seem, it does not seem like there's some unstoppable juggernaut. You can see the flaws that they have. They're yeah. not, far from perfect. And a team that ran really well on them was the Chargers. The Chargers probably ended with 200 rushing yards in this game. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they definitely have their weaknesses. Um I, I do think that this all kind of bodes well, although it might be better to just get the COVID out of the way now. Like if teams rocked by COVID now, you think maybe the players are a little bit, although with COVID, it doesn't even seem to matter. They just, people just seem to get it anyway. Yeah, But, I, I, but like, it might be better to kind of get all your star players out now if you're a playoff team. Like the Packers have had Rodgers already. I've, I feel glad that we got rocked with COVID a little bit earlier in the year instead of like right now, knock on wood, but- just um, you know, the I'm, thought of how cross, that complicates I, things. I'm nervous, man. I, I got to be real. Like, as a Browns fan, and I know that's like the running joke in our TikTok right now. Every time we post something, someone comments, as a Browns fan. Um, but no, like, we have so many guys out, and we're 7-6. and six. Yeah, you're in the playoffs now. Not really, but basically. It's not some huge... Like, like, we're, like, these are our playoff games, these last few games of the season. Yeah. And we have to win them. Like, yeah. we play the Bengals the last week of the season. That That's, will probably determine whether or not we make the playoffs is that last game against the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I wonder I wonder if what could help the Browns get in the playoffs if the Ravens really fall apart here. And they the might. Stretch. I mean, I'm Lamar, Lamar didn't practice today. They're just, it's just not their season. There's some years where it's like, and it, I believe in the, the talent over on the team, but they've, since the start of the year, they have just been crushed by injuries they have and they just haven't their turnover differential is bad they're winning games in ways that are not like wow what a great team they're like holy cow you guys are like justin tucker (laughs) hit the longest field goal ever against the lions the the colts the chiefs Clyde edwards alaire fumbled like they're they're a good team they can certainly roll into the playoffs and beat somebody are they gonna win four in a row like yeah and in even like if lamar is out for a long time or if he's just even bothered by that ankle, is he going to be someone that is, I mean, even with the way he's played recently, it hasn't been very good. So it's like, yeah, the Ravens are just not some, you want to be playing your best football in December. You do. The Ravens are not in the best place they've been. And not a lot of teams are right now with COVID, but it's, it's just, they're not momentum and as a concept in general is something that I have kind of pushed against back against but you do want to be playing your best football in december getting things figured out is a real thing and like maybe team momentum week to week and like getting fixing issues on the fly is more of a real thing than mm-hmm. something that happens in game and now opinion. is the time to be healthy now is the time to be you know playing at a yep. consistently high level yep and the only teams that look to be doing that are the patriots and buccaneers <laughs> packers are playing good yeah there's there's some healthy there's some other teams yeah healthy? Yeah, I mean, you're never going to be 100% healthy. It's the NFL. I Um, guess that's fair. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think the league that I'm really worried about is the NBA. Now, the NBA could shut down. And I got a little bit of pushback when I said this on Twitter. And it's, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. or I mean, I've seen other people say it. The NBA could shut down. Um, they did it before. <laughs> they've done it before. And we're just getting to the point. I mean, it's nearing on 10% of players Good being Lord. out. And that doesn't seem like a lot. That is a lot. And it's every morning I wake up to Shams and... Uh, Woj. Woj. Um, no, I wake up to those guys talking about how there's new players out. Yeah. And it's major players. And then I saw some, like, Kevin Knox is out with COVID, and then someone posted a picture of him talking to Curry. And so it's like... Yeah, they I, play games. Like, in the NFL, you get a week to kind of, like, reassess. You get time. In the NBA, yeah. if one guy has it, like, what can you... You got to... Tomorrow's the game. And tomorrow's the game after that. So it's like, there's not enough time to, like reassess where you're at or like get some time off to to get healthy it it's a disaster <laughs> it's yeah. yeah no so i i think you'll get to the point where because they already did kind of show hey here's our limit with the bulls because they postponed those games when the bulls basically had i mean they had like nine guys out ten yeah. guys out or something so i do think it would take a lot more but yeah, this can. This is one of those things that can pick up steam very quickly. It can go from ten percent to forty percent. Yes, I think if you, I think if it's every team is missing major players, it gets suspended. You, if every they've been, they've let them play a little bit. Like the Hornets had seven guys out or five guys out, and they let them go. But there is some limit there. Um, I don't. What I don't think will happen is there will be another bubble. There won't be. There will and the not players be will not bubble. go. To yeah, it. they would. They wouldn't want that. The players, I don't think. the players last. The bubble barely worked in 2020, and that right? was it, when everyone was very bought in to the pandemic yes. in 2020, and everyone was taking it extremely seriously, and everyone was was had been in quarantine like well, legit for a year, and yeah. now it's coming back finally. Now you've got guys like. That already happened, and that just kind of feels like a one-time thing. Like it doesn't seem like, oh, let's go live in Disneyland when we've been living normally pretty much before this. It's right. it's not happening. Yeah, um, and now, especially since that was just a playoff run. Yeah, you're talking for the rest of the season. These guys aren't going to see their family, <laughs> or they're going to move their family in the bubble. It's no. it's just not. It won't it's work. just not going to work out like that. Now, so I, the other thing is like, are they going to cancel the Christmas games? Probably not. NBA Christmas has become such a big thing to them um, that they they will do everything in their power 
Uh, but if it, if it does get to the point where like if Curry and like a couple of other MVP candidates go out, it's going to feel like it's going to feel like a Mickey Mouse season where it's just whoever gets lucky. Um, I saw they changed a lot of their rules. Yeah, and the NFL did too. They were pretty much like, we're just not going <laughs> to. Please wear a mask. And now the restrictions for bringing you back are much lighter. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like we're, we're just not going to maybe detect it as much. And <laughs> Yeah, so it's, I would just watch out for the NBA. It does really, it does really suck. Like the gag of, hey, we have none of our players is funny like one time. Like watching some G-leaguers in the NBA all of a sudden because there's so many, like, oh, that's, that's cool. These guys usually don't play. And then you have to watch it. More than once. And it's all of a sudden this, the novelty is worn off. For Kendall Hinton, that was me for like, uh, one drive like when the, the Broncos, Broncos when they yeah. had no starting quarterbacks it's like haha wide receivers playing quarterback and then sit like, down and it's like oh this is miserable I can't sucks. watch this they yeah, have no chance yep. it was they terrible. have no chance um, but Isaiah Thomas is getting another shot yes Isaiah Thomas is getting another shot Um, and with him it's the exact same thing every time it's like okay he can still score he can still get a bucket there is no question about that can he defend that is the only if he can just be like not the worst defender in the league, he will stay on a team. If he cannot, which he is five foot nine and over thirty, and that's very tough to do. Yes. Yeah. But if he can't defend, it's gonna be tough to do. I was to about to say, you're probably already having a hard time defending at five foot nine. It's always been a problem. And Stevens did a very good job hiding that for a long time, but it is tough to make that work, especially for a guy who is just a role player. Um, you know, it's one thing which it's like, okay, his defense is terrible, but he is the star of the team. He is fourth in MVP voting or whatever he was that one season. Yeah. That's different. Okay, I can live with that. But you're not settling for Trey Young defense for a guy who's playing 15 minutes a night who you're not building around. Right. Um, and the Lakers already, their defense is not as lacking good as it was energy. last year. No. And <laughs> or going, two years ago. The gap between going from Caruso coming off the bench defensively yeah. and IT is a lot. This is a 10-day contract. Um, and I'm sure he will put up some great, you know, whatever. Great. I'm, not, I'm not great. Some. I'm sure he'll, okay, he has the potential to go and put up, you know, however many points a game. And he's going to he's gonna play because Westbrook and uh, Bradley and Monk are all out. If yeah. I'm, so they need guards. But do not look at how many points he averages or what he shoots. We know he can do those things. Look at his defense. If he's trash, if it's the defense isn't there, he can score as much as he wants. I mean, unless he's going like absolutely berserk, you're just not going to take the worst defense in the league for an energy off the bench guy with a team that's already struggling yes. uh, defensively a little bit. Well, in the event that the NBA gets shut down, we all know it's because the Cavs are too good without LeBron. Uh-huh. And LeBron is going to force the NBA to shut down because the Cavs can't be good without LeBron. They're going to go back. He's, he'll go back there eventually. I, I do think the Lakers stuff where he's well, yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm playing the rest he of wants, career, he, wants like, to ah. wait, he wants to wait for them to be good until he gets back. If he wanted if he wanted to be on the Cavs, he would force a trade. Yes. Right now, he'd be traded for Kevin Love as we speak. But Hasn't Kevin Love been like playing decent? Though? Yeah, he hasn't been playing bad. Not quite as good as LeBron. Um, so I think <laughs> it's still a trade that the Cavs would consider. But... Um, him retiring as a Laker does seem a little bit like bad odds. Him, but him retiring as... He's retiring a Cav. A Cav. Yeah. He has to. Oh, yeah. It unless be, unless something very weird happens. He's retiring a Cav. 
I'd be very shocked if he didn't. Yeah, it'd be wrong not to. If he does a farewell tour, he's not doing a farewell tour with LA. He's got to do it with the Cavs. And the Cavs are good right now, especially yeah. if they're trending up. Oh, doing when, f- it, when is LeBron's contract up in LA? He always does these short years. little contracts and then just re-ups. He's, it's, not, it's not to the point. I, he's not a free agent. I don't I No, don't it's, think not, it's not crazy. It's not like right this season, but he, it's probably pretty soon. I, I, it's not unthinkable. It does kind of sound like a dumb thing that a fan would talk about that isn't really being considered. And you'd have to know the personal life of LeBron. But he did go back to Cleveland. Yes. When that seems like that would have made no sense or it'd be like a 2K, my league type thing to happen. So I believe he can do it again if he wants to. He should. Uh, but the problem with that is that a LeBron in two years may not be a good enough player to build the offense around. And if he goes to the Cavs, I'm not sure they'll want to do that. When so is it's LeBron's like, son NBA eligible? Two years. So we get Bronny and LeBron. I don't the know Cavs if Bronny is good enough to get three? drafted in two years or three. We'll see. He's, he's, he is very good. He should make the NBA, but he probably won't be a lottery. Pick. Right. That's the thing. That's, that's where yeah. it seems like he's trending. It's really way too early to say. So yeah. I'm guessing um, off what I've seen, which is very little. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what LeBron does. But as for this year, I mean, it's it's in the future. But I, LeBron does enjoy that. Like, oh, we yeah. don't know. We've never met LeBron James. Full disclosure. <laughs> but well, I feel like I kind of know the kind of dude LeBron James is. Yeah. And he would enjoy, very much enjoy, a farewell tour in Cleveland. That's a good thing. It, like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, be right, it wouldn't be right to he, do it with He LA. cares about That's that wrong. a lot. Yes. Like, he ca- I mean... Like the big announcement, the decision to like announce you're going to Miami on ESPN and then returning to the Cavs. He enjoys a big spectacle and then going to the Lakers in the first place, even when that may not have been the greatest. They were kind of bad when he went there. It may not have been the greatest fit in the world. Like he likes the spectacle. So I do think that that will eventually happen in some capacity. It would be wrong for him to retire a Laker as far as I'm concerned. What if he retired on the Heat? The Heat, <laughs> the Heat, are, the Heat are kind of the Heat fan base is a little wishy washy about how much they like LeBron. So are the Cavs, honestly, a little bit. But if but he returned, they would they would pretend to love him. I think I they think would. most of them, most of them would. But I yes. feel like there are some weird Cavs fans who still have grudges. All right. Well, before we head out, first things first. Do we think the NFL and NBA will shut down? Each of us give a prediction for that. The NFL, I promise you won't. I agree. I promise you it won't. The NBA, I think will for a short time i don't know if it'll be months like it was last time but like maybe a two-week break let's see what happens everyone stay home that's what i'm two weeks (laughs) i i think that right now the nba's uh probably saying let's make it to christmas let's play our christmas games and then we'll we'll think about it we'll see if this keeps getting worse i my gut would tell me they will not Shut it down. Okay. I think it would have to get really bad. Um, but if you start to get some of these games where it's like all of the star players are out on both teams and you start those those type of games start piling up. Yes. And it just feels like this isn't even neither of the, these this isn't the real team. Right. Either of these teams. and It's affecting the standings. Then a two week break may be in order and some tougher uh, restrictions possibly. I could see these leagues care about money a lot. So I could see that if it's if it's like star players about affecting revenue, then yeah, there's a shutdown. Yeah, but anything outside of that, then no, I I wouldn't see that. So next next on the agenda, 
what has been your favorite, or maybe I should say least favorite parts about LA? Because you well, two least you, favorite. You, you two hate hated. It. You two hated our bathroom in the hotel. Yeah, the hotel room design was funny. I don't know if <laughs> it wasn't the worst. I don't nothing against our hotel. Which no, I it guess was a it, nice hotel. Um, there was just some interesting design choices. Like the shower had like, a, like a woman doing her makeup like on the glass, like a, like a engraved like, in engraved. the glass. It was very bizarre. Or, and the tiles were like not. The, the lines didn't always go the same. Like sometimes they were going vertically and sometimes they were going like horizontally. They kind of clashed and they were like, looked like a chessboard. It's abstract, man. You wouldn't. But I don't, I don't think we can hold that against the city of LA <laughs> entirely. So um. one thing I've been to, I've been to LA kind of three times. I've been to Pasadena, Hollywood, and now kind of downtown. Mm-hmm. So, and I've only spent like a day here in each place. or so like even a couple hours where I'm actually like doing anything. So I don't really have an. I don't know what. I'd say my least favorite part would be maybe the traffic was kind of bad. The a traffic bit. is kind of bad a little um, bit. You could say that. But I, I, I yeah. like, I've liked it for the most part. I've yeah. only been a couple places. Yeah, so. a couple. Everyone I was nice. I like the stadium. Yeah, I don't. Stadium was nice. Haven't been here long enough to speak on it. We had a really nice breakfast yesterday. We had a wonderful breakfast, and we had uh, some nice Mexican food. We did. Um, yes. Where we all ordered the exact same thing, even though Theo is against ordering the same thing. I did, I but I did it for that time. Uh, Theo's a hypocrite. I am. But um, what's one more question? What's your favorite city you've ever been to? Like favorite one word answer. City I've ever been to. Ooh. I'll start while you think. New Orleans is my favorite. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'll go. Um, I'll go New York. Okay. New York is cool. Um, maybe maybe living there would be a lot, but I was there for like a week, so. New York. Man, I, I don't know. I've, I haven't been to that many cities, I feel like. I, love I know that you haven't been to that I, many cities because you want to say Cleveland I so damn Cleveland. bad. I, it, it's a toss-up between I Cleveland love... and Sacramento, you can tell. <laughs> it is a toss-up between Cleveland and Sacramento. That's how you know you have not been to enough cities. Um, I love Cleveland. Uh, I keep telling everyone that when I graduate, I'm moving to Cleveland. So you're welcome to join me if you'd like. I don't. I think, I think I'll pass. But... Right. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Cleveland. But I... Pretty much think that wraps things up for us. It does. It does. As always, tons and tons of content coming your way on all platforms. Make sure, again, you review us on Spotify. They have that new feature. So we'd really appreciate helping grow us there so we can maybe maybe take down Barstool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That $30 million Pat McAfee contract. That $30 million Pat McAfee contract coming our way soon, maybe. Um, So I'm not entirely sure how we're going to do Christmas. That's going to be a little bit interesting. Um, And that'll be something that we have to talk about. But until next time, as always, from Corn Boy, Gambling Addiction Boy, and Lemon Boy, we'll catch you on the flip. Over hit. Couldn't believe it. Let's go. (laughs) The over on the Thursday game hit. Goodbye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.